Welcome, everybody, to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here by my co-host, Matahir, and this is Mistborn, uh, Book 3, Hero of Ages, and we're going over chapters 18 through 26. And so 18 kicks off, um, again, these epigraphs, man, like, just, God, every epigraph has me, like, begging for more. So this one is just, uh, it's just more elaboration on basically what Roshek did and how he messed things up. And then he did his best to clean up his own mess. And the the way that he did it, like the plants were no longer dying from the sun being too close, but they didn't give enough nutrition either. So um, mm-hmm. that sucks. Uh, anyways. Uh, unfortunate. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> I I wonder if he had like more time, right? Because they were saying that it was slipping away from him. The power at the Well of Ascension was slipping away from him constantly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh. Imagine if he had more time. I guess he could have maybe seen the error of his ways. I guess I don't know. So, anyways, <laughs> uh. Say Zed's like they're back at Lucidel, um, just for pit stop, I guess, um, to take a rest. And he lets his horse go, uh, because they can't afford to feed it anymore. Uh, which, oh my god, like it was already dire before, right? But like when I saw that, I was like, oh boy, this is this is gonna get bad. You can't even afford to feed like a horse anymore. Yeah, so, um. But Breeze and all around her are still in a carriage being pulled by soldiers, which I thought was hilarious. And also, like, I'm like, I like you, Breeze, but like, come on. Um, but it maintains his character, I guess. Uh, Say Zed is rightfully too ashamed to do that. Um, I think most people would be. Um, but Say Zed, again, feeling guilty uh, that he kind of led Vin to release Ruin at the Well of Ascension because of him. And he continues his crusade against uh, all the religions and declaring which ones, basically all of them, have like contradictions. So they clearly can't be true. And so he like starts talking to Captain Gordo, which uh, he's a guy who helped uh, lead Elland back into Critic Shaw to save Vin, quote unquote, save Vin, <laughs> save Vin. Um, oh my god, she's a hero of ages. You don't need to save her. Um, <laughs> so he, he, I, I really liked this perspective a lot by him. It was, and it was also kind of like interesting like character building for a so far relatively meaningless character where he had joined the, 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 the military, I guess, or I guess you could the guards because he didn't want to work in the plantation anymore. Um, he hated the idea of working, toiling day in, day out for food for somebody else. And it was like a sense of hopelessness. And even though now where there should be, in a way, a more of a sense of hopelessness with the world literally ending. He doesn't. He, he he feels like when he sees this plantation, this farm, he feels hope because the Scott are growing food for themselves, which yeah. I thought was really interesting. I, I guess I never really thought of it that way. Um, 
even though like you could die within the next year, just the idea that you're dying with some semblance of dignity, I guess, gives that alone gives them hope. I was like, huh. Interesting. How about that? There's a yeah. lot of like reverse psychology almost that uh happens. Yeah, like you like, don't how... yeah, you don't think of it that way. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know, I agree. It's uh I was like huh. I think of it that way. So um anyways, he kind of um Oh, sorry, uh, not kind of. That'll come up a little bit later. But uh, he's going to go visit the pits of Hassan, and holy crap, the terrorists in there love him. <laughs> so that's the end of chapter eighteen. Chapter nineteen. Um, I, I I like this a lot. The, this epigraph I liked a lot because it's one of those things where, like, if you paid attention, you would have questioned it. But because you assumed it was a fantasy world, that you just kind of just. W- possibly push it out of your mind and this was something that i brought up uh, internally um when i read final empire that the ash was black and i'm sure most of you know ash is gray but the ash was black in final empire i was like well ash is supposed to be gray but i honestly i just assumed that like all right whatever the ash is uh black in this universe because he felt like making it black but now, if you really think about it, that makes no sense that someone was just going to make something meaningless as Ash be black unnecessarily like that. So Ash being black is actually really relevant that we don't know why it is. We don't know if it's because the Ash mounts or if it's like this, just the, I don't know, the, the the manifestation of ruin itself. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. It could be just like, you know how like, uh, what's his name? The Lord Ruler, he changed plants and changed, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Like the ash mounts itself. Everything he messed with is like, yeah, artificial, basically. And not perfect. Exactly. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool that like, if you, if you questioned it, most likely you are like me, you kind of push it out of your mind. You're like, all right, it's, it's a magical world. There bouncing off metals so ash being black instead of gray is not that crazy but yeah this this was really cool um and so anyways this one i liked um i I love spooks chapters um yeah me too spook wakes up to a voice and okay so let me ask you when you when he woke up to a voice did you think it was kelsier yeah you felt it right away right Mm mm-hmm yeah, I was like, this has to be Kelsier because he looks up to him a lot and like he kept saying how the voice was familiar and but not, I think not he's actually much. there. You think Kelsier's actually there? Do you yeah. think the Kelsier is like it's like that mist thing where he's like we were talking about that, right? Where like Kelsier kind of became one with the mists. Yeah, uh it was sort of hinted, I feel like, back when um, what's his name? Demo was talking about how Kelsier has like ascended to a whole different level, basically. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like he's, but I don't know why he would only go to Spook of all people. He just if really feels like Spook. So um, <laughs> it's sort of like the uh, whole convenient um, forest ghost stuff. It's like I'm gonna help this guy, but not this guy. <laughs> 
I'm sure it has something to do with the um that stab wound, right? The broken off sword oh, stab yeah. wound thing. Um, maybe you can only make because it's metal and the mist has something to do with the metal. This Kelsier ghost thing can only it. it he's more I, I want to say in tuned with the metal because it's like literally in him. <laughs> For lack of a better term. So anyways, he wakes up to a voice. Kelsier's voice. We'll get to that in a second. And he has no tin. Um, the, the house is on fire around him. And there's a voice like leading that saying Kelsier's voice is leading him out. And it leads him to some elements he vials. So we know that this is not crazy, right? Like there, there has to be some divine thing here. This thing knows the world that it led him there. Unless mm-hmm. of course Spook's just crazy and he happened to find the vials himself and he's imagining the voice. Which I would severely doubt. Um Yeah, this isn't here for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, he didn't just make Spook crazy out of no like out of nowhere just for no reason. Um yeah. so he begins burning pewter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now okay so we always got our knowledge of elementsy via Kelsier. But and he got as we know, Kelsier himself was only a Mistborn for two years before he died. At this point, Vin has more died. <laughs> Yeah. Before he <laughs> became one with the force. I mean mist. Um so <sighs> He, his knowledge may have been limited, right? So is it possible that he's like this new form of elementor that can burn tin and pewter? Because I think pewter is the alloy of tin. So, like, because he's not burning anything else, you know? Like, I mean, he could be he yeah. could be a full-blown Mistborn at this point, right? We, we just don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but, and like, it could be that the mist gave him power, but... Yeah, I mean, it's possible, right, that he's burning pewter now because there's there's a new new form of Alamancer, like not a misting, not a misborn, but a I don't I can't I'm not creative enough to come with the name. Uh, so uh, mistwing, yeah, mistwin. Um, uh, so yeah, that's it, the uh, end. Of, what die die misting? Yeah, and then yeah, by mist by mist. Sorry, yeah, yeah. by misting, yeah. Yeah. Try misting. Quadra misting. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> chapter 20. Um, the epigraphs talk about the mists were sentient. Uh, and they would like get closer to somebody that they liked and then like they would ha- go away from somebody that they hated. I, I think I remember at one point, didn't they like get away from Vin at one point? Hmm. I feel like there was one point where the mist would go away from Vin. So, hmm. And I don't know, but, and then I, obviously there were, usually the mists are perfectly fine with Vin. I wonder what it was at one point, if, that, if I remember correctly, uh, like what caused the mist to hate her momentarily. Yeah. Um, so, and some people felt peace or hatred 
um, yeah. in the mist, depending on, and this, I thought this was interesting, depending on how Ruin touched them, which mm-hmm. I thought was cool. So the Ruin wants people to hate the mist. So that's, we're going to keep a note of that. It sounds to me like the more we're seeing this, Ruin is the ash, and then Mist is like Ruin's opposite. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Um. So anyways, Tensoon is in a cage again. Uh, <laughs> and Milan, <laughs> Milan comes to visit him. Uh, and she kind of proposes a coup, which I was really surprised by. Uh, I, I thought that these guys were all like super subservient and it would take a lot more than like a fancy speech to kind of sway them like this. When Milan comes in, it's like, yep, let's do it. I got like a good 20 pack of sol- uh, soldiers and we're ready to take the capital. Um, and Tensoon kind of is like, even he's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, this is not good. Yeah, I kind of want to be leader of a rebellion. Um, I knew you were going to say that. Um, so Tensoon's uh, had the feeling that someone with uh, a blessing of awareness could be listening into the conversation. And she, I don't know, she, she keeps trying to convince him to be the leader of this. And he's very, very firm that he doesn't want to be. Um, but in the moment here, he also kind of dropped, and I think this was very clever, uh, a note that like he hated the dog body. And I think he knows that um, that someone's listening in and the execution is going to have to do something with the dog body. Um, yeah. Which I thought was very clever by the old Chandra. So that was a short chapter. Um, chapter 21. I, I feel like we went a little bit over this uh, in a previous epigraph, but if not, um, this epigraph just talked about that the Alamancers, like the first generation or I guess early generations of Alamancers were so powerful that not just a Mistborn alone, but a Soother or a Rider alone could control a Colossus or a Chandra very easily. Um. Holy crap. Think about um, it. Yeah, that's. I mean, you could yeah, have. Like, I wonder if, have... like, uh, if the newer um, Alamancers are like the Turing of. Uh, uh, they're like a Turing, and the older Alamancers are like Ampere. The older ones are like way more efficient, so they're able to. Did you seriously just inject NVIDIA? Graphics card generations into this. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I made those words up by myself. So, so I, anyways, I'm wondering. So you know how, like, if if I want uh, old Alamancer strength to soothe this coloss, and I need to burn Duralumin, but all of my soothing metal will be gone. I forgot what it's called. I think it's like bronze or something. Yeah, it's. Uh, um, so would the old ones be able to burn the same rate, but like way stronger? That's what I'm probably. They were just way more efficient with it. So yeah, yeah. So could you imagine Vin, OP Vin, with that? <laughs> yeah. Well, Ellen is stronger, like raw. Yeah, power. because he's basically first generation. Which actually. Now that I think about it, he shouldn't need Duralumin to soothe. 
He doesn't, does he? Does he? He might. He, I think he might have burned Duralman to control so many of them because he controls like several hundreds more. Oh. Than so it may be just to give an extra edge in controlling even more. But dude, imagine an old Alamancer burning Duralman. An old Alamancer. Yeah, that well, that's what Alan is, right? He's basically first generation Alamancer. So remember in book two, whenever Vin soothed uh, Ellen's dad so hard that he like yeah, that he like Alan? staggered. Yeah, imagine Ellen doing that with the Ralman. They probably mm. would just die from shock. Oh my god! Probably start throwing up at least. <laughs> so, anyways, um, Demo survived. Thank God. I was actually very worried there. <laughs> um. And so Vin's going over the logbook by Alendi again. And she come, keeps coming back to like the words talking about the deepness needs to be destroyed. Now, this could be, again, ruin altering the words, talking about... Because the people then interpreted, or as we think, that the mist was the deepness. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that he altered the words so people would think... Anyone who read that would think that the mist needs to be destroyed. Yeah, that's very possible. I don't really know what to trust anymore. Yeah, this is uh, like, eh, now I'm starting to question all my lore. (laughs) Um, So she starts thinking about the consequence of ruin, right? Because she's saying, if she said, or Kelsier had said, the first rule of everything is that there's consequences to everything. Um. So what's a consequence of ruin? And again, I think we talked about this, what was it, two, three chapters ago, that I, I'm pretty firm at this point that ruin is the ash, and then the consequence of ruin, the opposite, the yin to the yang of ruin is the mist. So anyways, um, hmm. Ellen fears that he's becoming like the Lord Ruler, uh, which he's got to move on, dude. Um, I feel like we had this internal struggle for the last book. Thankfully, he's not letting that impede his actual day-to-day leadership. It's just like an in- internal turmoil and not letting it creep into his uh, um, kingship ruling stuff. <laughs> I don't know how to yeah. word it. Yeah. Um, so he ended up, uh, he actually ended the beatings of children. <laughs> so this conversation was hilarious. <laughs> he ended the beatings um, which would uh, noble men would do with their children to kind of force them to see if they would snap, and then they which would be elementary. Uh, yeah, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, not the beatings themselves are hilarious, but he's like, maybe I shouldn't have done that, which I don't get because he's saying that like maybe now I'd have way more elementaries to fight this, but. Uh-huh. You like what? What? How are you gonna fight it? You still don't know how to fight it. Yeah. Just get a line of coin shots and just fire coins into the mist. Like I don't like I don't get this. So I thought that was hilarious. Like he's like maybe I should bring back children beings <laughs> so we can fire coins into the mist. Like come on, dude. Um, one thing. Norden comes in and he reports that 16% became ill exactly. Um, so, yeah, 16% is becoming, and I don't remember exact details on like 
okay, count the people who got sick and the people who got killed, and then you know divide that by the total population and whatnot. Like how what number you get? I don't remember exact calculations, but I do know the final number was sixteen percent mm-hmm. exactly, and it was like consistent with every like uh, new uh, pool, I guess that they were uh, calculating the stats for. Um, yeah. Ellen tells Norton to just rerun the numbers to make sure that everyone's not manipulating the numbers, which <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, could you imagine? It's like I, I reran the numbers, yeah. but he manipulated the the, the original calculations oh, anyway, so I guess we're screwed. Um, Did they say what was the number? Sixteen. So yeah, uh, I know I remember the prediction now. It's there. So basically. In the back of the book, in book one, there was, I think, four, there was eight medals. Uh, so there's basically a circle, and then half of the circle is filled up with eight medals. And then in book two, we got another quarter, which is 12 medals. And I think this book, I haven't looked at it yet, because I think there's probably spoilers back there. But... um the circle will be filled up with 16 medals based on the trend. So 16% probably means the 16 medals of the Alamancy. And mm-hmm. I guess Farukami and maybe not Farukami, but uh, Hemalurgy too. Yeah, that's that's Hemalurgy, Hemalurgy grants Alamancy, but I'm not, I don't know all the uh, uh, Farukami's yeah. medals. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if the Farukami when we get all sixteen of those too. Yeah. So I, uh, I think um, also like I feel like the Lord Ruler had all three, so he was probably an Alamancer, and he was definitely a Farukamist because he, you know, that was pretty obvious, and he also had metal like impaled inside of him. So yeah. maybe. So either he was really strong because he uh, was like an original Alamancer and or because he has uh, uh, allergy too. Uh-huh. So yeah, my big brain's at work. It's no big deal. Just the Einstein of books and predictions. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. So <laughs> you're chapter 22. All right. Uh, this is a pretty short, but um, Cezed gives some suggestions to the Terrace people that are like really happy to see him. Um, his they, his legion of adoring fans. <laughs> they want him to stay, but he doesn't, and he leaves. The end. Chapter twenty three. Spooks. Spook wakes up. Uh. And he thinks back of, uh, to. Oh, one thing I actually don't want to touch on. There are no terrorists that are attacked by the mists. I don't know what that means yet, but. Yo. I'm sure that's relevant. What if the mist doesn't like Ska? Could you imagine being oppressed for a thousand years just so the guy that 
is oppressing you is killed, and now you're being oppressed by a god. <laughs> but think about it. Maybe that's why they were so scared of it for a thousand years. But yeah, guess, maybe Kelsier the, the stories were true. What? Wasn't Kelsier Ska? Yes. Like yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So chapter twenty-three, Spook, Spooks. Was he dreaming, or I think thinking back to this time in his life, whenever he was still living with his parents, he found something uh, that I don't remember what he found. Um, but he got caught with it, and um, basically, his family figured out that he's an alamancer um but they know that they can't turn him into the obligators because they'll know the obligators will know that like his parents have noble blood with him and then they'll kill the parents and basically the entire family um his dad threatens him he has like his his foot in his mouth i think or like on his neck which is kind of brutal to do to your own son uh, Clubs comes in, throws in a bag of coins, takes his nephew, which I completely forgot that Clubs was Spook's uncle. Um, and then Spook's mom convinces that this is like the best thing to do, but she actually does not say goodbye. I don't even think she looks at him. Dude, this chapter, what like it cemented Spook as one of my favorite characters. He uh, like this chapter was like. Ooh. This unfortunately also uh, develops clubs too for me. Yep, but and it doesn't I, matter anymore. <laughs> I loved, I love this uh, like line where uh, Margell met Margell or Margell met Spook's eyes and turned away. This is all I can give you. Her posture seemed to say. I was like, oh my god! Like it, this, this was. Yeah, this is heavy. And I, um, his name, Lesterburnus, is a made-up name. It's not even his real name. Yeah. And it's street slang I for I've been abandoned. abandoned. Holy crap. Yeah, dude. Oh, God. That was beautiful. Mwah, beautiful. Um, and yeah, they uh, walk into the sunset. I thought this, I dude, I wish it was an animator. That's all I have to say. Uh, chapter twenty four. This was also pretty short. Um, we're back in with Tensoon, and Varsel brings Tensoon a bag of the dog bones, and they want they want him to wear it basically as humiliation because apparently turning into an animal is humiliating or something, according to their culture, or whatever. But but they give Tensoon the very tool that he needs to escape. Dun, dun, dun. Chapter 25. Do you have anything to say? No, no. I, I have uh, to say this. Oh, yeah. wait. Um, Kelsey, the epigraph here. The Kelsey story, the 11th medal, was fabricated. Fabricated, sorry. By ruin. Um, there is actually uh, a story in Arcanum Unbounded, of which I 
haven't read yet called at Love's Metal, which I want to read. Yeah, it's um, it's yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure the the secret history is going to cover that. But yeah, the so the story of the eleventh metal was fabricated by Ruin. So what this means is a Ruin needed Lord Ruler dead. And mm-hmm. I think we, I guess we kind of knew that because Lord uh, Ruler was guarding the Well of Ascension, knowing that when it, when it was filled up, he'd take it again. Maybe fix, uh, do a little bit better fixing the world back up again. And I then... think maybe that's why the Mist liked Vin at the time, whenever she was fighting the Lord Ruler. It was going towards her, I think. Yeah. And it was almost like but I don't God. know, though, because I mean, if we think the Ruin wants him dead then why did the miss help Vin? because we to our understanding right that ruin is the ash and the mists are the opposite of ruin. oh true yeah so yeah there's there's stuff here um i love the line even our greatest victory was shaped by ruin's subtle fingers yeah so well written Um, was that chapter 25's? I'm sorry? Was that chapter 25's epigraph? That was chapter 24's. Oh, okay. Um, and chapter 25, um, Ellen's army stops right at Fadrex's doorstep. Ellen starts a meeting and Set wants them to just basically run in and pillage the village and take the city. Village of village. <laughs> well, he wants to pillage like surrounding villages. I guess draw oh, out, yeah. but like th- that's not gonna work. I think it's more basically like just take it sustenance. Yeah. yeah. Uh and Ellen wants to try to be peaceful and stuff. Um Of course he does. And Ellen points out that he promised to make Set king because Set was like, but my city. This is my city. We should conquer it so that it can be mine. But then Ellen said, no, our city. Uh, and he said that he never specified when Set would be king, which is kind of uh, not trustworthy. Um, and then Set writes up a list of, of names for Vin to check out for like informants and stuff. And this is giving me heavy Hoyd vibes because we saw Hoyd in the first book. He was an informant. I'm assuming we're going to see him again in as an informant. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, well, one thing I wanted to touch on. Um, chapter 25's epigraph. Uh, there is a, a biological difference between the Scott and the nobility. Yes. And they I think this was discussed in the Final Empire that Ska were shorter, hardier, more fertile, and like so they could breed more and then they would work to field, so they would their bodies were built for that. And the nobility were less fertile, so there'd be less of them, but they were taller, stronger, more intelligent, like the higher class to be like the leaders and stuff like that. And the interbreeding diminished that over time, but you know, stuff like that kind of does remain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was called the balance. Uh, yeah, it was. I think we've heard that before. 
Yeah, that, uh, that's what I'm saying. I think I think it did come from Final Empire, which yeah, yeah, it was cool. So yes, Ham, there is actually uh, was it Ham or might have been Kelsier. There is a biological difference, or was a bi- massive biological difference between Ska and Nobleman. Hmm. He was right. Um, where am I? Chapter twenty-six. Um, <clears throat> we're back with Spook. He's uh, hidden in a, a little hideout called the Harrows, which is basically a place where people don't want to be watched by the citizen. Um, and Peter's been helping him along the day. Uh, he tries to take a bit of the sword out that's that's in him, but Kelsier tells him to leave it there. I'm assuming that's where his Peter's power is, uh, his Peter's power comes from, um, which would explain why where they call inquisitors don't take out the spikes; they just leave them in there, yep. hanging, um, <laughs> just um, like Cam, Cam and hanging out. That's a yeah, classic. Um... <laughs> It was, uh, I, I think it was saying that like this room was uh, illegal uh, because you can't watch it from one side, uh, which has to be the blatant like overstep in power grab I've ever seen. <laughs> At least try and sound like you're, you know, dulling it <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, uh, so he, it, I, I like the line, uh, forbidding such places didn't eliminate them, it just made them expensive. Yeah, and that's so true, right? Like, like drugs. Yeah, drugs or during the Prohibition era, alcohol, right? Yeah, it just it's makes them funny. expensive. It doesn't like get rid of them. Um. So yeah, and yeah, go ahead. Uh, then he goes into a bar and he's basically forced to get some wine if he wants to sit, because like economy is pretty trash in that area. Yeah. And I guess I guess in all of Final Empire, but really bad here. Yeah, apparently they're uh, price fixing, and they are mint. He's gonna be price fixing, and they're minting their own coins. But even that's gonna stop. Like he's just gonna get rid of currency altogether. I'm yeah. sure that'll work out. Definitely. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, and he drinks without getting drunk because of Peter, which is another like cool characteristic yeah. of it. I forgot that there was a. Uh, feature of Peter. So <laughs> um like, imagine if you turn it off while you're drinking. Like while you're just yeah <laughs> hammered. <laughs> um and he's listening to people about uh the citizens like scheme about getting rid of the currency and he hears the same guys talking about spook and somebody said that uh uh, they saw the sword go through Spook and Dern and said that Spook's a part of the survivors team, basically. And then Spook leaves. Yeah, and they that- um I have one thing, they they said something like he's catalog he's almost done cataloging everybody and he's tracing everyone back five generations of noble blood, but only killing those back two generations. I thought that was weird, but uh-huh. I guess you got to draw a line at some point because, like, 
everyone's nobleman, like, you know, because of all the interbreeding, like, you know, it's going to trace back to that at some point. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure where we're going to go with this. Is Spook just going to overthrow the city all on his own? Because they're not being sent an army, right? Because they just assumed because it's Scott owned, they don't, they wouldn't have to work hard to take it over. So by the time they're done uh, yeah. conquering, that. Uh, was it Urteo? Urto? Um, mm-hmm. By the time they get to... Or oh, it I think I'm going to be getting this, the city names. But by the time they get done conquering one, they're not... I don't know if they're going to have... Like, uh, Quellian is going to have a, a possible good amount of defenses set up. So it's... Uh, I don't know. Spook's about to go Batman here. <laughs> yeah. Well, that about does it for us for that episode. Um, uh, yeah, uh, next time we'll be covering Hero of Ages, chapters 27-33. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at pod underscore bookkeeper. Please uh, join us on our Discord. Um, all the links are on every of the episode show notes, as well as uh, I have a TikTok, which I've been... I don't use a whole lot, but whenever I do come across something cool in a book or... Um, uh, like recently, I just posted about the season five expanse trailer. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Just uh, it's also called Keepers of the Book. And mm-hmm. yeah, please uh, check us out there, and then we'll see you next week.